Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins, America. We are solving world issues left and right, but you know what? We don't know everything. We'll give you our opinions. I don't know that anybody does, except for one guy. The man who knows everything. Hi, man who knows everything. It's great to be here. You bet. So what we're going to do, of course, is I'm going to try to stump you. I'm going to talk about some news, and we're going to see if I can find something that you don't know. So here we go. Story number one is not related to Ukraine. It is actually related to voter rolls in the United States. You know, during an interview with, uh, I think it was Laura Ingram Thursday night, President Trump on Fox News, while all this was breaking, I mean, it's still breaking, it's still all happening, but that was when the Rockets' red glare, that's when they started. And he was on live with Laura Ingram. Uh, a, a side point. You know, he actually addressed the world quicker than the president did. Now, these are sensitive topics, so you don't want a president going off half cocked. So I understand that he wants to put together a statement, but he he took too long. And I mean, the president, the current president, the criticisms of the way he has handled basically everything, including this, are endless. So we're not going to go there. But anyway, point being that President Trump was on with Laura Ingram, and he was talking about all a whole lot of valid reasons why President Biden is responsible for this and why it didn't happen on Trump's watch. 
And to suggest otherwise is to have to do mental gymnastics to try to come up with a reason why Putin, for some reason, kept his number one geopolitical goal off the table while Trump was in office. And their logic, the left's logic on this, the far left, because I don't even think the middle left even tries to do this. But the far left is saying something like that Trump, because he was under Putin's thumb, Putin didn't do the things Putin wanted to do in the world. <laughs> Again, ridiculous. And he invaded Crimea during Barack Obama's term, waited until uh, Joe Biden was in office, watched what happened in Afghanistan. I don't think that's any small part of this. And then invaded Ukraine. And we're seeing the ramifications of those things. So anyway, during that interview, Trump said a lot of things about that and was right about 100% of it. And, and I'm not going to say that about Trump all the time, but on that one, he was right about all of it. And in that interview said, and here's man who knows everything, here's the topic that we're talking about here. He said, this, these are the results of a stolen election. Now, he says that in basically every interview. And so then we have to dig in because that's the, been the problem is that you see little things here and there about this, but nobody's putting them all together. It looks like Dinesh D'Souza may be doing that with his movie that's coming out soon. But until then, nobody's put all this stuff together. And even after that, we'll see. Don't know. So one of the ways that people could cheat in elections easily in the United States especially is to use voters who aren't actually voting. They're on the voter rolls, but they're not voting. So you come up with a fake vote in their name. And then especially if you can mail it in or drop it off and there's no real accountability for those things, it's easy to do. It's easy to do in mass, especially if there's a lot of names that nobody's checking. Here is Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. North Carolina, after Judicial Watch filed a federal lawsuit, cleaned up its election rolls. In fact, they removed 430,000 names from its dirty election rolls. So it's a big victory. We settled the lawsuit. We announced it today. We have ongoing lawsuits against Colorado and Pennsylvania to make sure those states clean up their rolls. Plus, we're planning more lawsuits against more states whose election rolls are a mess. That is great news. Great news. But the question remains, why did North Carolina have 430,000 ineligible voters on their voter registration at all? Why do you leave that many people? You're just opening yourself up to fraud. So why do you do it? Don't know. Apparently, according to Tom Fitton, they have lawsuits that are going through right now in Colorado and Pennsylvania that are seeking to do the same thing. Why wouldn't Colorado or Pennsylvania or any other state for that matter want to do this on their own? Why does it take a court order to make it happen? They can do it right now. I think you know the answer to that question. There are a lot of people that like having a whole bunch of inactive or ineligible voters on their voter rolls that can be used for fraud. The Freedom to Vote Act. Remember that? We were talking about that just a couple weeks ago. It's kind of fallen by the wayside with all the news of the world that's going on right now. But I broke down on this show the different reasons um, why you'd want to vote for the Freedom to Vote Act that was being pushed by Democrats, and they tried to get rid of the filibuster over it that was that important to them. Some of it was fine. Things like making voting more accessible to people with disabilities or making Election Day a national holiday. I don't know what you think about that, 
But it's stuff that is neither here nor there. Now, the election day being a national holiday, that would increase voter turnout, which by statistic would probably benefit Democrats. But in theory, even though it hurts the party that I uh, ascribe to, I would like to see as many people vote as possible. So maybe that's a good one. Regardless, so no, not playing politics with that. Those are okay things. Then there's a bunch of questionable things that are kind of in the middle that all depend on how they're implemented, like outlawing ger- uh, partisan gerrymandering. Well, of course, everybody wants to outlaw gerrymandering. Nobody can figure out how to do it because there's no way everybody's going to meet in the middle every 10 years and go, well, let's just try to make this represent our population. It's not going to happen. So how do you outlaw partisan gerrymandering? Nobody has been able to figure that out. Because anybody you'd give that power to would also be partisan. So it's, it's, it's a nice idea, but how do you implement it? That act would limit the ways states can purge people from the voting rolls, among many, many other things. But I wanted to highlight that one, of course. It would allow mail by uh, voting by mail with no excuses. It would uh, allow voters to put their ballots in drop boxes with basically no oversight. Yes, but it would also... Limit the ways states can purge people from the voting rolls. Why would you want to do that? Not because you're worried that they're going to get rid of active voters. Because that doesn't happen. Or it happens in such small numbers that it is completely insignificant. What does happen is 430,000 ineligible voters end up on a voter roll in North Carolina and the state doesn't get rid of them. And then you have 430,000 potential illegal votes that people could use to turn an election. That didn't happen apparently in North Carolina in 2020, but all states need to be looking at this and dealing with this. Man who knows everything. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. Dang it. Everything. Yeah, well, that's that's how that goes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to apologize for that. It's a it's a joke that literally lasts ten seconds, and I got ten minutes out of it. But all the information in the middle is worthwhile, is it not? And therefore, I not only need not apologize, I am expecting a thank you. You can contact me at Radio Wiggins on Twitter, Facebook. I'm trying to join Truth Social, too, but, man, it's been a rough rollout for Truth Social. I'm looking forward to being on there eventually, but, man, uh, I guess it's a good sign that people flooded it so much at the beginning that it crashed. But I still haven't gotten my welcome email, which you need to log in with a code and all that stuff. So I guess that's good. Although you'd prefer that your rollout doesn't crash and that people trying to get on the platform can't use it. Of course, that's the platform that's owned by former President Donald Trump. So, you know, who's going to be on there? Is it just going to be people on the right? I hope not. I honestly hope that people get on there to troll Donald Trump and therefore are on there to troll everybody else and ends up being a good political discourse like Twitter. Because if it's just an echo chamber, it's going to suck. But we'll see. And I'm trying to sign on there at Wiggins America. Maybe by next week I will be on there. Because I, aren't you just tired of Facebook and Twitter? I'm so tired of the, the big boys. It's never going to stop. As if it's going to get better. Even if they pass Section 230, it's not going to get better. It's gross. But anyway, I'm on Twitter for now. <laughs> After all that, I'm on Twitter at Radio Wiggins. And that is right now 
the best way to contact me or wigginsamerica.com. You can always reach out to me there, too. Get those messages and like them just the same. So coming up in just a moment, we're going to have a scripted bit. Yes, we are. At the very end of this hour, we're going to have some scripted stuff. But coming up next, a divergence deliberately from politics. Super interesting interview, super interesting story. That's next on Wiggins America. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in. Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wiggins, America. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. We're going to try to step away from the sour face for a second and the constant cover. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot, lot going on. But... Um, we're going to step away from that just for a minute because I, I was introduced to somebody who stumbled across this story. Ryan Kugler is on the phone with us. So, first of all, hello, Ryan. Good morning. Hello, and thank you for having me on this interesting morning here in America. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for still doing this because there's, there's just so much going on. It's, uh, it's quite a morning. But uh, I, 
<laughs> when I stumbled across your story, now I was looking at, you're a businessman, so I was looking into some different things you were talking about in just the business world. But this other story that I heard you tell, I thought, what a wild thing. Now, if, if you're a fan of the show Cheers, or even if you're my age and you just are familiar with Cheers, because I was pretty young when Cheers was on, but I still know all the characters and very familiar with the format of the show. And so when you told this story, I thought, oh my gosh, now I'm going to frame this wrong. You can correct me. But it seems okay. as if you have the only three or four minutes of Cheers or Cheers-adjacent footage in existence that nobody in the world has ever seen. I guess you can say that, yes. I, I made a short video uh, with the cast of Cheers that, you're right, no one has ever seen, to be honest with you. I never even thought of it like that. I'm sure there's other people who have footage of them, you know, eating snacks or whatever, or joking around somewhere here or there, but I actually have a scripted short that I did with the cast of Cheers. So explain where you were, how this came about, because it's pretty interesting. Thank you. Um, it was the summer of 1987, and I did not, my parents just moved to a new home near Paramount Studios, should I say in L.A. and Hollywood, mm -hmm. and I did not go to summer school. So my parents said, cool, what are you going to do every day? And I said, you know what, I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to ride to all the movie studios because I want to be a director, and I'm going to just watch and learn how directors work on sets. Well, during the summer in L.A. in 1987, every movie studio, and there's a lot around, like 10 of them around L.A., are always filming something, shooting a TV show, shooting a movie, shooting this and that. It was a wonderful summer. I basically entertained myself by getting on my bicycle, my 10-speed, and riding around at different studios and going to different sets because they were filming on location, which meant they were just filming locally on the streets. And I'd just sit and watch and talk to the crew and ask questions and all that, and then obviously there were famous actors there who I would say hello to and interact with, and I have tons of signatures and, you know, whatever, and I've met many people from Billy Crystal to Bruce Willis to Gregory Hines to the Cheers cast. Mm -hmm. So I was walking on Paramount, and I would go to each soundstage, which is where they film the TV show, and I'd just walk in and just be like, hey, just kind of sit there and just start watching. <laughs> this is at a time uh, when security wasn't as strong, and you could do that, so I was gonna it say, was a little easier. Yeah, I mean, you're, yes. what you're describing is not just interesting because it's movie stars. You're describing 1987 America, a kid just riding around on his bike and going wherever they want, and everybody's saying, hey, oh, hey, there's a cute kid. Hello, how are you doing? I I mean, it's just so foreign that, that to us now. That, you're right. It is foreign, and that was exactly what I did. Now, people would say, what are you doing here? I said, I want to be a director. Well, do you know someone here? I would say, hey, my mom's in the business. She actually was. She was doing PR for movies, but she wasn't there locally. Um, and that was it. I just learned what to say and how to get through the door, should I say. And so, um, But this was – I spent a whole summer doing this. Literally every day I'd wake up and go, ooh, I'm going to go here. Ooh, they're filming you know, the movie Sunset with Bruce Willis and James Gardner here. Ooh, they're filming this show here. And I would just go to each one, and that was my day. I just can't believe there ever was a time, you know, Americana aside, that the movie studios would just let people walk around and come into the, into the sound stages. You are 100% correct, but, you know, I was 13 at the time. So, you're, like you said, I was a cute little kid, and everyone's like, oh, he's cute. What's he doing, you know? <laughs> and I just learned how to fit in in that world and look the way I was supposed to look and say the right thing. So if anybody asked, but I also didn't have any thought of it. And a voice in my head wasn't saying, ooh, I'm going to get in trouble. Ooh, is this wrong? I just did it. So, so you, <laughs> you walked around on your cute bike, and you were wearing a, a propeller beanie, and you were like, I'm a little kid. Let me into these things, even though you're 13. <laughs> 
Yeah, except the propeller beanie, but yes, I would just, well, I'd go park the bike on the lot, and I'd chain it up, and then I'd just walk around, and, you know, and and you would, I would get fed for free, because every set had food, it's called craft services, and you just walk up, and you have a hamburger, have a Twistler, eat a Snickers, whatever you want, have a Coke, it was great, I mean, my life was completely handled. That is incredible, (laughs) that alone is incredible, now, now the reason we're talking to you, though, is that's just the background, how did this... Yes sort of cheers yeah we won't call it that for legal reasons but you know it's a cheers extra movie how did this come about yeah so we can't call it a cheers extra movie or anything to do with <laughs> right. cheers so let's just get the legal out of it that has nothing to do with cheers or any actors or this is not endorsed or condoned by cheers the company <laughs> okay so, there's the disclaimer or nbc um anyway so i walked onto the cheers set which was soundstage whatever 25 27 who knows um and i would just sit there and watch and then Ted Danson came up to me and said, who are you and what are you? And I basically said, hey, I'm Ryan. I want to be a director. And he's like, oh. So what, and basically what I just told you or what I'm telling the audience is the same thing I told him. I'm like, hey, I'm off for the summer. I decided to go to you know, each different studio and walk around and say hello and learn things and talk to the camera operator and say, hey, so how does this work? And you know, he'd show me. He was very impressed, Ted Danson. Okay. So he basically said, you okay he said ryan i have a task for you and we were sitting at the table where they were doing the table read which is where all the stars sit and read from the scripts okay not all the stars were there at that time but he was there eating or whatever i don't fully recall that um and he basically said okay how about we do this you write a script and you can film me and whoever else you want here in cheers in it i was like wow so that to me i don't even think i took that as wow as I should have at the time Mm -hmm. because I was a kid and don't really go wow but I was like oh that's interesting I did walk away with you know exhilaration and excitement and I remember I like told my parents and I told my friends and nobody really cared but the funny thing is I think they didn't believe me but the funny thing is is Cheers was the number one show at the time when this was happening this was like on the front of TV Guide and every People magazine you can think of so I basically filmed them for free on set on location, and I wrote the script. Great opportunity. I basically just had a great time. Didn't really expose it or take advantage of it. Like if it happened today, it'd be all over, you know, every type of social media you can think of. So this is in 1987. It's not as easy to shoot something as it is now. So you, as a 13-year-old kid, wrote something and then went and shot. Which, which actors were in it, by the way? So I would actually, I think it's a little easier to shoot something because you can make everything on an iPhone now. So, but I had to actually go find a camera and go find the stuff that's needed. I had to write the script. It took me about six months. Okay. And now the script is, it's a few pages long. Okay. It was a short, it was, the whole thing was like two minutes and 30 seconds. The actors I chose, what chose were Ted Danson, Kirstie Alley, George Went, and Woody Harrelson. I did not choose Kelsey Grammer. Um, so those were the actors I chose. Those were the ones that were in the film. And it took about six months to get the Cheers actors together. And I was very persistent because I think that some of the actors didn't want to do it. You know, scheduling conflict, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We did it on a lunch break in February. Okay. So finally we got a date. So finally Ted said, okay, here's the date. And I remember I was, like, calling every week, can we film it now, can we film it now? And he was getting a little annoyed, I'll be honest with you, a little 13-year-old kid calling you would bother you, especially when I got his home phone number and called him at home. (laughs) He did not like that. Um, So finally we got a date, and we filmed it, and I got a buddy of mine to help me film it, and I borrowed my dad's camera. And I remember it was, like, cold and rainy that day, which obviously a director doesn't like because that's not the atmosphere of it. But we did it. We did it literally like at noon when his lunch break was, and we were done one hour later. 
So shot like I think there were four scenes means the camera changed positions four times and, you know, they read from the script. My writing at 13 is not that great, so it's, you know, it's kind of amusing to watch in today's times and see what I said and what I wrote and have them say it. But they did it, and, and it's awesome they did it. And they gave to me, and they gave me the time, and they did it. I have not really talked to them since or seen them since, so I have the film. I pulled it out of my, you know, whatever filing cabinet. I re-edited it, and I do plan on putting it out soon. But you put it away at the time, and it, did you just forget about it until recently? Is that what happened? Good question. Very good question. So what happened is, as I'm going around the movie studio Paramount and talking to different people, making friends, I told a buddy of mine at Entertainment Tonight, which is a media show that is on every day. And this is just recently you did this? No, 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 no. This was in 1987 after I filmed it. Okay, so I told he's like, hey, so, you know, what did you do today or whatever? I said, oh, I filmed this thing with Cheers. And he's like, whoa, what just happened here? Now, he works for a media company that does, you know, tabloid TV. And he's like, wait, I, you know, just as you're interested, he was interested. Okay, Entertainment Tonight was interested. So they said, okay, Ryan, we want to run a story on this. This is great. We love this. This is amazing. So, Ryan, can you give us the film and can we interview? I said, well, I haven't edited the film. And at the time, it cost a few thousand dollars to edit this thing. Mm-hmm. and put it together. So he said, great, Entertainment Tonight's going to edit it for you for free. And I'm like, oh, my God, this just keeps getting better. Because <laughs> so, that was a big task to get something like this edited and put in one package to do whatever I was going to do with it. I didn't even know. Anyway, so he, we set up a date, and my friend and I, we came to Entertainment Tonight, and you know, we wore, you know, dressed up and had makeup and all that, and we sat there and edited the film in front, and they filmed us, and then they interviewed us, and this was going to be a whole story but they never ran the story. Oh, you're kidding. They never, I'm not. They never ran the story for two reasons. Well, for one main reason. At the time, there was a writer's strike. So my friend was not a writer on the show, but he was tasked with, hey, can you get us a story? So this was the story. The writer's strike ended right as we were done shooting it, and Entertainment Tonight never did anything or picked it up. I don't wow. really know why they never did, but maybe it just didn't happen. And so, so for you, we're talking with Ryan Cugler, who is a multi-business owner, friend, or uh, inter- I should say, uh, what's the word I'm looking entrepreneur. for? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Enterpriser, I keep trying to say. Uh, yeah, enterpri- entre- that's actually a good word, enterprise. I like that. Let's it's change be- enterpriser, yeah. I mean entrepreneur to enterpriser. There. Now, you just did it. It's yeah. official now. Yes. After Entertainment Tonight doesn't air it, do, is that the dagger that you said, oh, well, well forget the whole thing, and, and you, were, you were done with it at that point? Yes. So what really happened is my I basically then started calling other actors trying to do the same thing. Hey, you want to make a film with a 13-year-old? So I didn't call them directly, but I would call the agents of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and, you know, the Sylvester Stallone, the key guys at the time. The agents kind of picked up the phone. They kind of laughed and said, eh. But they didn't really know, you know, I said, hey, I did the thing with Ted Danson, but they didn't see it. So they thought I was kind of lying. You know, a little kid with a squeaky voice, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of puberty. They're like, what's this call? So... I kind of didn't shut it down because then my parents actually moved out of Los Angeles to Florida, so I kind of left the state, so I couldn't really pursue this directing, get into the movie business career or plan that I had, and it fizzled out, yes. Okay. And it just went away, and it's just one of those, you know, everyone, every person, even if I turn this interview around on you, has some interesting story, something interesting that's happened in their life, and that's why I'm telling you this. Well, Ryan, what I'm looking for in the entertainment business here, and you would know this because you're in L.A., mm-hmm. is an exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for exclusive here. So can mm-hmm. you tell us what that script is? What, 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 is, what are people going to see when you decide to release this thing? So I plan to release it at my 50th birthday. 
That's to be honest with you. That is my intention, which is in about two and a half years. Okay. So I plan on putting it on YouTube. I cannot legally charge for it, but I plan on putting it up on YouTube. Now, if someone's listening and lets them know and I get a cease and desist letter, go for it. Anyway, the script, it's called The Question. Okay. And basically, it's the funny thing is, is again, we can't mention Cheers or NBC. But if you watched the show, you knew that there was always a love connection between Ted Danson and Kirstie Alley on the show. Mm-hmm. So they, he proposes to her, and they get married. That's what the script is about. Oh, okay. So that, there's the love interest, but then you still have some yes. other characters in it that are, what, I guess they're the comic relief? They're the, Very good point. They are the comic relief. I've never thought of it that way. But Woody Harrelson is the person that sells um, Ted Danson the ring that he proposes to Kirstie Alley with. Okay. And George Went is the problem in life. He is the homeless person, unfortunately, not good to mention that in today's times, who basically stole the ring. <laughs> Therefore, is... putting, put, stopping, you know, because if you watch the show towards the end, there was always problems with Ted Danson, you know, showing his love to Kirstie Alley. Well, Ryan, I'm looking forward to, in two and a half years, when people can finally see this, just reading the comments. Yes. Because unless people have context for what this is, I, I can't wait for people to get on there and go, eh, sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody's going to say that. I mean, I've watched it. I played it for my 12-year-old the other day, like a month ago, and she's like, what's up with this? <laughs> so it, it, you know, I watch it, and I'm embarrassed to watch it because – you know, when you do something at 13, whether you write a report or you, you draw a picture compared to today, it's, it's a big difference, oh, yeah. you know, with yeah. your artistic angle on things. So, um, so it is, but I heard, you know, the world is unfortunately very cynical and negative, so we will see a lot of negative comments. Um, but, you know, it, it, hey, it goes where it goes. It doesn't really matter to me. It's just something that I did that I think, you know, I tell the story of and a lot of people are interested in. And I do get emails out of the blue. So I will be putting it out for people to see. Why am I waiting for that time? I don't know. I just decided to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when that time comes, uh, come back and let us know that it's there so we can tell people to go watch it. Ryan Kugler, thank you so much. You're an entrepreneur and an enterpriser. Such a great story. Appreciate it. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can be my Silver Springs, but you can't be my co-host, because that's old Roy's job. Wiggins America. Wiggins America, 97.1 FM Talk. Old Roy, Trisha, full cast in here right now. And yeah, we are going to do the script of peace. I promise that we would. It's just been kind of a, well, it's a, it's been a heavy morning. Just because America's kind of in a heavy spot right now. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. We're still kind of at a crossroads with this whole thing. Not at our doorstep, but certainly something that will affect us in a, a variety of ways. So before we get to the script, I do want to ask you know one more big question about Russia, about Ukraine. Get you guys' opinions because I value them, even though I've disagreed with them, and your your yours are way below mine. I value them, but also you're wrong. Yeah, I so value your opinions, it, and then I'll yeah. So say what you think, and I'll straight. tell you why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, is this the time compared to now? Th- this one I know we're all enough re- to remember when we invaded Iraq 
in 2003, um, I was, I've been conservative, you've probably too. Trisha, I don't know where you were at the time or if you were old enough to even have political opinions at that time. Yeah, it was probably late close. grade school, but I mean, I, I was old enough to understand the implications and have a feeling about this, but mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't sure of any like political You weren't on a side. I knew where my parents came down yeah. on it, and I think that probably influenced yeah. a lot. Now, at the time, I was like, you know what, this is the right thing to do because this is a country that's... Um, harbored terrorists. They might have weapons of mass destruction. That became a whole thing, of course. But at the time, it was like support the war. You got to support the war, even if you don't dis- or if you disagree with the-, the reasons for going in. My logic at the time, as a college student, let me tell you, going to college during the George W. Bush administration and being a conservative. That's where you get sharpened by every single person around you because you're constantly just having to defend yourself. My argument at the time was. That even if you disagree with why we went in, now we're in. Shut up. Let's make sure we at least accomplish the mission and criticize later, but let's get this job done as Americans. Is that where we are with Joe Biden and Ukraine? Is it okay to criticize? Do we, you know, do we kind of band together on at least this one and say, well, whatever he decides as an American, we're going to try to support. Or are we just past that at this point? I know that yeah, that last week, this past week, when he came out and addressed the situation late, mind you, I, I've never wanted him to succeed more than I've wanted him to succeed. I hear you. Leadership. I, I mean, I, I have, I would have never voted for him. I think he's doing a terrible job. <laughs> I don't think he's fit to serve as president. But those, I feel like I have the luxury of saying that when it comes to the bad guys in the world and serious life or death matters on a world stage, I want my president to do a good job, regardless of if I voted for him or not. So will I question decisions he makes? Yeah, that's natural and that's a luxury I have. Do I want him to succeed in his leadership as the head of our nation right now? Absolutely. Roy, final thoughts on this. I don't I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a little more cynical <laughs> than Not Chris you. is. Yeah. Come on. I normally I would say in you know, to try to be consistent that okay, whoever's president, let's in the in the serious times, let's back up. But I just don't trust this administration. <laughs> it's interesting to see how the two of you are kind of all in on this rushes the evil bad guy thing where, like I said before, you know, I've kind of grown up with it and it's it's not as new and scary to me. But I, I mean, remember back to uh, Obama when he said his famous line, the, the 80s called, they want their... Yeah, it's a Romney in the debate. Yeah, he said, you know, Russia's no big deal. Now all of a sudden they're the greatest threat ever to history. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't buy it. The whole lead up to this. So you're saying you agree with Barack Obama? Oh, yeah. Is that what you're saying, Roy? <laughs> no. Is that what you want to leave this Obama. show with? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is Obama, they're, they're telling us what to be afraid of for their own reasons. Same with COVID. Same with everything else. It's I, I just I'm skeptical. But what about if if we're talking about China? And we go back to the if if China decides to invade Taiwan, 
do you want Joe Biden as the leader of our country to succeed in his efforts of like strength? And are are we backing our president? Like take switch out Russia for China. I, that's a good point. I would probably feel a little different, but I just I just don't trust that no matter what he's going to do, it's going to be in anybody's best interest. So do you, I don't know if I want him to. Be do you successful. not trust it because you think that he's corrupt, or do you think that he's incapable of doing the job? I think he's incapable. I think the people around him that are pulling the strings are corrupt. So it's I, there's no good answer for me. But I get your point. I, I, I do feel that China Taiwan thing is more important that we that we unify. But I just don't have any confidence that the people in charge are capable of doing the right thing. As usual, yeah. parts of what That's both fair. of you said are right, and parts of what both of you said mm. are wrong. And okay, uh, well, can you set the record straight here? No, no, we, we're we don't have time. enough time for that. <laughs> okay. No, sorry, we've done That's this convenient. for two hours. We can't. <laughs> I can't now tell you. I'm good. off air. I'll set you down. <clears throat> we'll put your uh, hands over the desk, and I'll hit him with a ruler. We'll see how you like that. It's Fair my enough. favorite part of doing this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the it's post just... show discussion uh-huh. we have. Yeah, the post show. We laugh a lot and have fun on this show, but when it's over, tears. Yeah, it pain. is not good for you guys. I enjoy it because I'm right. I think that's your favorite part, actually. That's the only reason I do the show. Is the post show? Uh, okay, so here is our sketch this week. I said sketch. I'm trying to avoid the word sketch. Ryan, stop it. You've said it a lot. Script, because it sounds much more formal. Because sketch sets up, oh, we're going to do this funny thing. We're all a bunch of clowns. We're not clowns. We're coming up with some very, very, very smart political satire. And sometimes it has nothing to do with politics at all. This week it does. Do you remember what you did? This one was blind. You recorded your lines, went back and put them together. I don't even think I participated in this. You got, you, yeah, you did. I did? Yeah. It's called The Psychologist. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the problem doing these things. We record them ahead of time, especially when they're blind. If we do them live, you're doing it in I real time. I forgot about this one. But when we do them ahead of time, I bring them back and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And you're like, I don't even remember what I it was. I didn't even do it. Every time. So this one's called The Psychologists. Here's how it turned out. Let's get scripted. Blind. All right, ma'am. I know you've been through a lot, but we're going to show you a series of artist renderings. We're here to get you the help you need after a stressful time. Remember, there are no right answers. Just tell us what you see. Here's the first one. Okay. Uh, that, that looks a lot like an old man in a bathrobe, maybe? Great. Great. And what about this one? Um, An old man smelling someone's hair? Is that supposed to be biden wow did you hear that she went right to the president after all she's been through recently <sighs> okay look at this one please what is that a map of the middle east a- afghanistan it's hard to make out did you hear that she said afghanistan yes, she did <laughs> the map is labeled i just read it and this one price is going up again again right to the economy inflation it's just a dollar sign and an up arrow. Last one. I don't want to say what that is. This is inappropriate. Those are grapes and a cucumber because food prices are so high. Where's your mind? I thought there there were no right answers. What about this one? I don't know. A line pointing at Canada? That's the Keystone XL pipeline. Gosh. These drawings are terrible. We're not professional artists. We're trying so hard here. 
I have a family. Look at his family. He drew them. Okay. A wife, two little brown-haired kids? They're blonde. I just didn't have a yellow crayon. He had to draw the sun with light red. This is what we're dealing with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clearly, you guys are under a lot of stress. Finally, someone who gets it. Do you need to talk about it? Uh, I, I don't even know. Look, I'm going to draw a picture. I want you to tell me what you see. No right answers? No right answers. What do you see? I see a, a border. A border that, that isn't being enforced at all. It's criminal. No, no, you guys. It's just a dotted line. Do you get the problem now? You're seeing politics in everything. Ugh. You know what? She's right. Yeah. We don't want to be this way. We're not even going to charge you for this session. Thank you. But we are going to have to charge you for the materials that you used. Here's the total bill. That includes overhead for the office space, which is about twice as much as it was two years ago. Oh, man. Now I understand why you see politics and everything. It's almost impossible not to. <laughs> and that ends your first session. Wait. Bad pictures, me turning and becoming the teacher. Was that all part of this session? Yes, indeed it was. And the bill you gave me, it was fake? Yes. The real bill is much more. Don't worry. It's just to teach you more about inflation. Um, thanks? You can pay us in crypto or gold or any non-government currency. Thanks, but it sounds like we've already started on session two. <laughs> <laughs> session two, indeed. Uh, That's the end of it. Thank you so much, guys. We're going to put that up for our podcast if you want to. No, Roy told me, don't say that you want people to rate it. Just say, there it is. We don't even care what you think. Are we going to rate it ourselves? We rated last time. I guess you time. can. Go ahead. Roy said no, but I say yes. Well, I'm going to go with Roy then. Okay, then it gets a five. <laughs> Wait, that's rating it. So, no, we're not going to rate it. We just think it was great. No matter what, you can say whatever you want. We're going to post it. You can comment whatever you want. At Radio Wiggins on Twitter. Thanks for listening this week. Wiggins America. See you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.